Uh, actually, I took one client from two ten to six thirty five. We from took two hundred and ten thousand to six hundred thirty five thousand. Yeah, I took one one client from two hundred. Oh, oh no, let's stay there. Okay. Let's stay right there. <laughs> what was this person doing professionally? Uh, she worked in um in the medical field. In she the wasn't a doctor field. though, but like right. IT, medicine, fintech. She I'm, comes, in, I'm in health tech, health tech, okay. health technology. She comes to you with what problem? She's tired. Um, she is tired of running through a wall. She had interviewed uh, for several positions, but kept getting, uh, she couldn't get through to the other side. She kept getting turned down. Um, she wasn't present with her family. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. We find dope people that do dope stuff. Today's no different. We got Christy Rutherford in here. You lit. Which Christy is coming today? Is it like the professional Christy? Is it, is it knuck if you buck? Is it... As I'm actually all of them, so it depends on how the conversation goes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a smooth transition between professionalism, knuck if you bug, professionalism, <laughs> ratchet, you know what I'm saying? I love it. I love it. So tell me about yourself. Like, when, okay, do it this way. Okay. If ideal situation, person A is talking to person B about you. Okay. How would you like person A to introduce Ooh. you to person B? And B doesn't know who you are. Okay. I would like to be introduced as, well, one, they're going to say I'm crazy. Right? <laughs> is, that, is that the theme? That's one. Okay. But crazy is all relative. For right? sure. For sure. So crazy as in, you know, my gift is seeing people for the greater version for who they are and not who they are in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I can see you living in the fullness of your destiny. Regardless if you're operating here, I see you here, which gets me in trouble a lot of times because if I see you only in this and I treat you like this, and then when you act this way, there's a gap. But really, they're going to say, one, you got to have thick skin to be around Christy. Mm. Two, uh, don't be in your feelings. And three, she's amazing because she can see you in your full potential. Got you. Got the you. conflict arises is when I try to get them there or if they don't see it. I'm about to turn this air on because it's a little warm. It's a little warm. Is it? Are you are warm? It's a little hot. A little warm. Okay. What about Because I, I, I want you to be comfortable. Here we go. Okay. I ain't, and, I ain't had no hot flash. So right, <laughs> cool. So um, professionally, you help women make more money in corporate? I do, and in their small businesses, but mostly corporate women are the ones that I focus on. Why? Because they got my money. Uh, entrepreneurs don't. Entrepreneurs have money too, but really, the 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 thing about the challenges that women have at work, regardless if, if they're lawyers, doctors, uh, in the military, strong alpha women are harassed almost to the point where either we're going to fight or we're going to fall into a box and don't get up again. So a lot of women say that they're mm. introverts. They're not introverts. They're just playing small because they don't want to fight anymore. So I want to help women finish the race because I didn't finish the race. I don't know. Hold on. You said they're not introverts. They're just... Playing small. Playing small. I don't agree with that. I do. Well, it's So right. here's the thing. It's, it's a, yeah. So here's the thing. Some people are naturally more introverted where they just prefer not to engage with other humans like that. Yes. But, so I would say that um, Mark Zuckerberg is an introvert. Yes. He doesn't play small at all. So I'm not saying that introverts play small. Mm -hmm. I'm saying alpha women who have been harassed and who are tired of fighting start to play small and they stop speaking up in meetings and wonder why they're getting overlooked. Gotcha. So you're saying some of that behavior turns into them saying, oh, I'm an introvert, yes. when really that's not the that's life not you the desire. Yes. That's not who you are, but life has Made turned you, you into... Ooh. Yeah. So my favorite question to ask is, are you who you are or are you who life made you? Mm. You're not an introvert. Life 
challenges, being told you're, you know, you're not good enough or men are intimidated by you or everybody at your work hates you, all these other kind of things. They made you an introvert. You've gotten it twisted. You're playing small because you're tired and you don't want to fight anymore. So you just give up and you say, oh, I'm an introvert. No, you're playing small. Mm. So I'm not 100% familiar with kind of like the corporate arena or mm-hmm. structure because I, I worked as a server most of my adult life. Mm-hmm. So I'm not familiar with the kind of politics that it takes to get to the next level in corporate. Mm-hmm. What is that life like? Whew. Um, regardless of whether you're in corporate, I was in the military, office politics or office politics. But it's the same as a server, because I was a server. I heard you I got talk yeah. about it. Seven years, right? Oh, really? Well, six years. Well, yeah. six years at the Cheesecake Factory before I left, but before that, Olive Garden for a year, I worked at Applebee's. Yeah. 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 So it's really like, how do you say what you need to say and how do you in the beginning make your make your mannerisms pleasing to the people that you are serving in order for you to yield what you want from them, which is a big tip. Yes. Yes. After a while, when some women get to certain parts in leadership, they know, they say, accept me as I am, which is who life made them. Mm -hmm. I no longer want to yield and have a pleasing personality so I can yield from you what I want, which is to raise our promotion. Mm -hmm. They just don't want to do it. They just check out. They say, I don't want to play office politics. And I'm like, either you're going to play or you're going to be played. Mm. The game is being played. Either you're going to play the game or you're getting played. Either you're going to move the pieces on the chessboard or you're going to get moved. Because you're a piece on the chessboard. You're a piece on the chessboard. Wow. It is what it is. And so a lot of times, so I'm getting loud now, I get excited. No, nah, talk to me. I need that. A I need lot that. Of times, Give me that energy. Women, you can't complain that you're losing. If you're not willing to engage in a, engage in a game that's being played, whether or not you want to play it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, so yeah, as a server, it's not the It's like the aspiration of a server isn't always to be the manager yep. or to kind of go up the ranks. Mm-hmm. The aspiration is, yo, how can I make as much money as possible? Because in my, as a server, it's like most of us are doing something outside of work. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. So, it's, it's like college students. They come home from college and they pick up a job mm-hmm. at the restaurant or whatever. But mentally, where's the abuse coming from in a corporate arena? Ooh. You know, it's interesting. Um, first generation women. First gen, we're not prepared for what it's going to take to be able to ascend to the higher levels. First generation women. First generation women who went to college. So I'm the first, one of the first people in my family to go to college. I wasn't ready for corporate. I wasn't ready for, actually it wasn't corporate, it was military. I wasn't ready to go to an organization where they just straight up say you don't belong here because you're black or Mm. because you're a woman and that you're not going to make it. So being at home, right? But here's the thing about fighting. We started fighting long before we got to work. Long before we got into the workplace, typically we're fighting our families because a lot of women that I work with, we're the high achieving, we're the ambitious, we want to go get it. So you're yeah. going to be different. You're going to set yourself apart in that alone. And you understand that, right? Yeah, for with sure. even families, it happens with men too. So we're told, I was told in, in um, sixth grade, I'll never mount much. Mm. I'm in sixth grade. It's a teacher. Goodness Eighth gracious. grade, ninth grade. So I'm going to prove you wrong or I'm going to prove you right. I almost proved them right. I'm a comedian. I like to talk. <laughs> I crack jokes. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I stayed in trouble all the time. But that's my gift that they wanted to shun and judge me for what was naturally my talent. Now I go to college, black college. I love it. South Carolina State. But Chris, you ain't black enough. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Because, mm. you know, light skin, long hair, green eyes. <laughs> you know, just, uh, it's a lot. Right. right. Um, but now I joined the military and now I don't belong there either. So a part of the separation of the fight, I started fighting long before I got there. So now I've learned how to work harder to prove you wrong about me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to work harder. I'm going to get a million degrees. I'm going to work 80 hours a week. And in the military, we wear our resumes on our shirts. Mm-hmm. So when we walk in the room. You already know. 
you know, looking at <laughs> when I walk in the room and I thought that this is probably about 16 years in. I thought that if I worked hard enough, if I got the awards, I got more awards to, doctor, to decorate the Rockefeller Christmas tree. It's a lot. Mm. Highly decorated. Wow. I walk in with my rank. You've probably never seen another black officer in the Coast Guard. It's 300 out of 47,000 people. It's 50 black women officers out of 47,000 people. So hey. you've definitely never seen another black woman officer. And I'm high ranking. So I thought that if I did everything you told me I couldn't do, if I ran through all the walls that you told me I'll never get over, that I got to a certain point, you would give me my gold star. So we lose the ability to be able to value ourselves because we put it into the hands of other people who are never going to give it to us. Mm. I got four degrees. I have all these things. I have all this rank. I'm miserable. I'm single. I'm crazy. I'm tired. My soul is exhausted and I'm still seeking validation from other people. And I lost the ability to self-validate. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from that suite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. So that's that's the turning point. And, and when I left and I ran away and resigned, like Tina Turner ran from Ike in that white suit, right? <laughs> With three and a half years left to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, once I finally got myself back together, what I learned is I wasn't alone. Yeah. I'm not the only one who do it. High achieving women, we share a lot of the same challenges. So my goal is to solve for X on that problem. Got only. It. Got it. And the byproduct is money. Because mm-hmm. once you get yourself back together, once you bring yourself back into your household, once you become present with your kids... Yeah. Right. We saved 20 marriages. Once you come back into your body and now you're able to be um, very pleasing and intimate with your husband again because you're not fighting with whoever at work. Now, God will release to you the next level of financial increase that's been waiting for you. But until you become the person that will be able to manage it, you're not going to get it. Got it. Now, I do. I I can understand some of the, the, the challenge in alpha woman. You're an alpha woman. Yes. Would you decide? Yes? Yeah. Okay. Okay, just define alpha woman before I get into that question. Alpha women are just strong women who just survived a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're strong. Gotcha. As opposed to what? You know, so I've I've seen a lot of these. um, Actually, I've just heard about it. I've just paid attention to it peripherally. When people judge alpha women, right? Um, And then, so it's alpha and then contrarian. I, I don't judge women for who they are. What is contrarian? Contrarian are like the kind of passive, the okay. B types, gotcha. right? Gotcha. Just kind of chill, mm. laid back, not really aggressive. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, I I want to assist women who are just like me, right? And a lot of people talk about strong women. 
They talk about us. They don't talk to us because we can't tell people that we're suffering. I made four times the amount of money that my family made. I'm the first six-figure earner in my family. I got four degrees. I'm Christy Rutherford. I'm this high-achievement officer. I can't tell people that I'm suffering. And if I tell them that I, I'm suffering, do they hear me or do they hear the brand that I've created? Mm. So you got Christy, the military officer, and then you got who's professionally developed, and then you got Christy, the person who left personal development or professional development, and I'm this big. Mm. That's the biggest gap that we have to close for. Goodness gracious. So, I can understand how an alpha woman, someone that's like driven, they want to get to the next level. There's, a, it may be intimidated by um, not only just men, but anybody mm-hmm. that's in a higher, a higher rank, yep. I suppose, yep. right? Yep. yep. What are some of the like? Uh, uh, because you you coach a lot of women, I coach a lot of women, and you gave there was a some some insane number of we're raises. at fourteen million now. Fourteen million. Describe yeah. that fourteen million number from audience. Uh, so we're at fourteen million dollars in raises, uh, salary increases, and small business revenue since June twenty twenty. Fourteen million. Give me an example of someone you helped raise their salary. Uh, actually, I've took one client from two ten to six thirty five. We from took two hundred and ten thousand to six hundred thirty five thousand. Yeah, I took one one client from two hundred. Oh, to- oh, no! Let's stay there. Okay. Let's stay right there. <laughs> what was this person doing professionally? Uh, she worked in um, in the medical field. In she the wasn't a doctor field. though, but like no. IT, medicine, fintech. She I'm, comes, in, I'm in health tech, health tech, okay. health technology. She comes to you with what problem? She's tired. Um, she is tired of running through a wall. She had interviewed uh, for several positions, but kept getting, uh, she couldn't get through to the other side. She kept getting turned down. Um, she wasn't present with her family. Mm. And she wanted to get promoted. I don't know what's going on with my stuff. Gotcha. So... <laughs> So she wanted to get promoted. She wanted to get promoted. What did you fix? Her house. Her stress first. Self-care. Workout. Meditate. Exercise. um, Sleep. Simple things, right? Of people who take care of themselves. Um, Improve the relationship with your husband. Because if, and I'm not going to judge women, but I'm going to say it. Can I say it? You can say it. Don't be cussing. Oh, I I don't cuss. I want my uncle to see it. (laughs) So, uh, you know, if a a lot of times women aren't at home when they're at home, they're at work. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they come home and they complain about their job for three hours when they're only really at home for an hour. Even if they're presently in the house for eight hours, they're not really in the house because they're thinking about work. Mm -hmm. So how can you have a conversation with your spouse about what your goals are or what the family goals are if you're only talking about getting to the next level and Mm. who did you wrong today and who you cussed out today? So you're bringing that home and at a certain point, spouses check out because they don't want to hear that. A hundred percent. I remember my wife, when she was working, She'll come home and say, so-and-so, and he passed up because it's this white girl and I'm black. And I'm like, okay. you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I can't, I, one, I can't relate. Yeah. Two, I'm trying to be supportive as a husband, but I don't understand. But to a certain point. Correct. And I don't really care. Yes. <laughs> if I can say that yeah. Yeah. quietly. Yes. So, so for I got years. So now you're disconnected with everybody in your house and you're only seeking to get a raise. Like you don't even see the calamities and the SHIT show that is behind you because you're only thinking about getting to the next level and who you're fighting today. Mm. So once you come back into yourself, whew, that's one. See, this is release. Gotcha. Now you're no longer engaged in these petty battles. Because they don't matter. And there's always going to be somebody who's going to be petty and is going to piss you off. You choose whether or not you're going to engage into the pettiness and now destroy your peace and your joy again. 
But once you come back into your body, now you can actually see what's happening in your household that you're completely un- that you're completely unaware of. So a lot of times, women are unconscious of what's going on in their surroundings because they're only focused on work. Wow. Only. And once they see that, now you can change, but you can't change what you can't see. That's a fact. That's a fact. So you dig into the household personal development. And as a result of that, they walk in with another confidence. They walk in with higher goals. So what was your outside? Well, when we fix that, in terms of directly related to getting this raise, where do you step in on that part? So once once you come back to self, only by taking care of yourself, which is a lot of women won't do. Mm. Like women be like, oh, I'm the last on the list. I'm in the bottom of the total pole. They will make sure everybody else is taken care of, will not take care of themselves and then blame everybody else for not allowing them to take care of themselves. That's real. That's right? Real. Which is insane. Because men are cool. Like I, uh, one of my friends wrote a book because she would be mad that her husband would go work out and she didn't have time to work out. And he was like, that's on you. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. She's mad at him because he would go work out, but she's not really mad at him. She hasn't made the time to work out. Exactly. Mm. So women are accustomed to putting ourselves, I would say, because I want to be included in that, but I'm I'm good now. Mm. Last and make sure... making sure everyone else is a priority but ourselves, but then get bitter because nobody will give you permission to take care of yourself. That's on you. Um, Once you do that and you relax and you become, and you stop engaging in petty battles and you know exactly who you are, you show up work, you show up at work differently. And once the boss sees that or the leader see that, they'd be like, oh, okay, now you're ready for additional levels of responsibility because if you're doing 20 good things, Yep. Tony doing one right thing. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. You think working harder and getting more degrees is going to get you promoted, but you're not capable of handling additional responsibility because you burning out now. Tony good. He yeah. working 30 hours a week. He going to the basketball <coughs> games. He playing golf. So he these men continue to get promoted while we're the worker bees right. and not the queen bee. Right. Once you become the queen bee and you do the one or two right things, boom. Either you're going to get a promotion in the job, which has happened. 70% of my clients don't leave their jobs. Or you start exploring other opportunities and they flow to you. So it's the law of attraction. Once you know what you want. Wow. Then you coincidentally get called by a recruiter. They could coincidentally have somebody reach out to them in LinkedIn. They coincidentally, one of their mentors will call them from another organization that used to work for them. That's how it happens. That is interesting. So it's not... I imagine you are like going and say, okay, fill out your resume this way. No. When you do the interview, no. talk like this. You're like, yo, get hold yes. and things happen. That's it. We don't do resume writing. I don't do LinkedIn writing. 
because your resume is a reflection of how you see yourself. Mm. And if you see yourself this big because you're a worker bee, the queen will tell you exactly who she is. But we don't do, it's not about the resumes. It's about how you see yourself and what you're going to ask for. So, so if you, if you were offered a $200 lobster and a $2 lobster, which one are you going to choose? 200 Exactly. So if a woman who's valued at three twenty five dollars or four twenty five dollars only asks for $85,000, people going to be like this. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, 100%. What's wrong with her? Mm-hmm. So then you take this job. You're better than your boss's boss's boss. Now you've created a toxic work environment and you're blaming them for being toxic because you're better than them because you are. Yeah. The insanity of it's insane. Right. So it's, it's pretty much the person that's above you is so small. It's frustrating for a big person in this environment to be managed by smaller people. But they chose the smaller they position. Chose it. And this is where the frustration comes. And I guess if you don't see it that way, it's an unexplainable frustration. Unexplainable. I'm like, you're creating it. Like, but once they awaken through self-care... Mm. Period. Oh, oh, okay. Can I can I get four seventy five? They'd be like, okay, <laughs> just like that. Because it's cheaper to keep you. They they know you're valuable. You don't know. You don't know yet. You don't know. They know, uh, and they mm. love. Goodness gracious, yo. So. As a matter of fact, this might not be related to it's anything. <laughs> and it might be the wrong advice. But I'm going to say it, and I want to get your <laughs> opinion on it. Okay. okay? What I'm saying does not reflect the beliefs of anybody on this show or on the Social Proof Podcast. But this is what he said. <laughs> he said... He said that um, a, a wife should know that at any moment, I'll leave. Who said that? I'm not telling you oh, that. Okay, a person said but that. But he said, yes, and okay. I, I want to get your perspective. So his thing was saying, my wife, will not, my, my wife is going to know. Now we have a beautiful family, um, you know, everything's good, but she should know that at, at any moment, if I don't, I don't need this relationship. Oh. So, what sparked that is what you said when you're walking into your office mm-hmm. with the attitude of, "I don't need y'all." Yes. So, I just want to hear your comment, your like what you're thinking on what this guy said. When a woman remembers her value, because we lost it somewhere along the way. Mm-hmm. It ain't even about knowing your value. It ain't about discovering who you are. Mm-hmm. You need to remember who you are before life choked you out. Mm-hmm. Right? Remember who you are before whatever trauma happened in your childhood. Remember who you are before you get you started getting harassed at work by the men and the women. Right. Once a queen remembers who she is and puts the crown on that she already possessed. I. Mm. And I'm not saying it's not about being disrespectful, but a queen can stand on her own. And her and the queen or her and the king or queen, right, can rule together. But just because you leave, that does not diminish my shine. I'll be all right. Mm-hmm. And even if you take all of the money, I'm a queen. I can make money. We're good. So you agree with that philosophy? I don't agree with the philosophy. I'm just saying that when a woman remembers how great she is and how powerful she is, really external circumstances don't really move her to be shattered and being wanted to do something that's... Um, detrimental to self because of the actions of the behaviors of other people. If you leave, cool. I mean, I might cry. 
but I'm going to be okay because I know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they won't be heartbroken. And I'm not saying that, you know, whatever the emotions are and the shoulda, woulda, coulda, but a woman who remembers who she is is going to be okay. And that does make sense on two points. One, in a corporate environment, if I'm really good at what I do, they understand that I have value and you need me more than I need you. If you know, if you know that. If you know that. Most women don't know that. And when you go into an interview, oh, I just, I just take whatever you give me. You know, <laughs> what you got? Right? They don't like that or you're going to get mad because you feel like they're taking advantage of you. But when you walk into an interview, uh, one of my clients recently, we 2.5 extra salary at the same job. I told her I don't quit that job. Because <laughs> her job wasn't frustrating her. She wasn't, she was miserable. Right. My job is making me miserable. No, you miserable. It's you all the stuff before you get to work that's making you miserable. Yeah, you're miserable. You just show up on Zoom miserable. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, your job isn't making you miserable. You drive to work miserable mm. and walk in miserable. Does that make sense? Yeah. Once she became happy and moved to a, a, a geographic location that she wanted to be at, everything kind of fell into place. Now she 100% remote, 2.5 extra salary. She makes pretty good money. Mm. Writes her own job description. Really? Autonomous. They be like this, what you want to do? How much? She said, <laughs> I got three job offers. They offer me this, this, and this. They was like, well, what, what, do, what, is, what do we need to do to keep you? That's, mm. I want this amount of money. They said, okay. Uh, I want to work 100% remote. Okay. And I think we got her up to 385. 385 from 158. Hey. Right? Um, yeah. I want to be 100% remote. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. I want to capitalize on my 15 years of experience and my intellectual property and create a whole new product for this organization. Okay. They gave her $100,000 travel budget. Dang. And, um, they did something else that I can't talk about, but it's valued at $15 million. There were some stock options? They gave us something. I wow. Because then people find, find out who Simply she is, because she lost the, she lost the, the miserable seat. Yes. And when she became valued, when she became aware of who she was, so I don't have to put up with this. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. 
How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, Booth thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go be happy I'm going to network with other people. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're showing up. People like to be around. Napoleon Hill talks about having a pleasing personality. Mm-hmm. People like to be around happy people. And they'd be like, are you, you need a job? <laughs> right? Are you looking for an opportunity? Right. I'd love to work with you. So then it's like, oh, you about to work for me? Well, I got a job. They'd be like, but how much? That's how it happens. That's how commerce happens. But if you don't have a number in your mind of how much you're worth, then she say 85,000, they're going to be like this. That's like the $20 lobster. Yeah. Does that make sense? The $20 lobster. She said, so once you know who you are and you have your number and all my clients get a number. Oh, the number's outrageous. The number of what they want. The number of what their value is. Mm. I give them that. I'm like, oh, you're making 150. You should be a 675. Okay. What are you basing that off of? Because what if the person is making 150 they're valued at 150 because the value is what the marketplace is willing to pay the person. Yes. The value <clears throat> is not based on what the market is because the market conditions can change. Right. Just like the market value of fish changes based on whatever it is. And if you want, if you go to a restaurant, you bougie now. I like you. I, I see bougie. It. I see it. I just, I, you got your eyes away. But yeah. if, if you were working at Applebee's. Was it Applebee's? Or it was Cheesecake Factory. Cheesecake Factory before that was Island Garden. Right? Before that was Island. And if you see a $20 lobster, you'd be like, cool. Yeah. Right? I want it. Now, when you go into restaurants, it says market value. If you want the lobster, it doesn't really matter how much it costs. You're not going to be like, come over here, bro. Come over <laughs> here. Before I tell you what I, what I want, I need to know how much it is. You're going to order it and you're going to see the price at the end. And at the end, you'd be like, I ain't know this charged me $200. (laughs) But you paid for it because you knew it was a value and you had it. Women don't understand that these corporations have money. They're just not asking. Mm. So market value, there is no way to compute market value. It's just how you see yourself. Is no way to compute market value. No. Isn't it based off what someone that price is willing to pay? You put on the internet... um, uh, structural engineer salary nope. or it don't matter. No. no, no. Hold on, Dave. Can you get this call? This is the plumber. He's about to come by. No. So, my question is, how do you get somebody and find out where uh, Joe is? How do you get somebody to believe that? Because people who don't believe in themselves yep. or don't value themselves, they don't value themselves for a reason. It's yes. probably years of. Oh yeah. How do, you, how do you get people to break through that? That's the work. <laughs> that is the work. That's the work. That's the real work. Mm. Um, one, we help. Outside. outside. Uh, one, we assist them with getting clear on <coughs> what they want. Because mm-hmm. once you know what you want, now you know what won't get you there. Like Dr. Miles Monroe said. Hold on. Okay. Once you're clear on what you want, then you're clear on what 
won't get you there. Yes. Okay. Okay. Once you know what you want, like some women will become lawyers. Like I work with a lot of um, women who their parents, their first generation immigrants, mm -hmm. right? Some of them are doctors and lawyers, but they're miserable and engineers because that's what their parents wanted them to do. That's not what they want to do, right. right? So it's like, what do you want? Not what job you chose out of desperation. Not what job you chose out of what will make your family happy. What do you want to do? How do you now want to use your 15 years experience? Some women want to start their own businesses and some women like the job. Yeah. I'm cool with either one. Yeah. But what do you want? What if we were all placed here, which I believe, right? To be greater for the world, I only work with leaders. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? How much? Should I do it again? Oh, no, yeah, just be it. Maybe you just be around. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it going to take? What's your number, mm -hmm. right? If you want to, you know, one of my clients, it was a, a small business. Once we got her to the fact of you should earn $50 million so you can now support scholarships. We all have the capacity to be wealthy if you just choose to. Mm -hmm. So it's not about you. Who's waiting for you to get out of the way so you can go serve them? Once you have that vision, now you know what behaviors won't get you there. Mm -hmm. Now you know what people won't get you there. Now you know where your job, the next job fits because it has to align with where you're going and not just taking a job to stay lateral or linear in your misery. It's like, no, this next opportunity is going to get me here. Mm. So that's this one. That's really helpful. So before, before we set out, we got to figure out what you want. Yes. Okay. What's going to make you happy? What's going to make you happy? Yeah. Do women struggle with that part? Uh, initially, yes. Because you don't know what's going to make you happy. Exactly. So then step two, we have, to, we have to now remove the obstacles and barriers that are keeping you hostage to your reality. What happened? Mm -hmm. When did life choke you out? Who did it? <laughs> <laughs> Who did it? Who did it? What bitterness do you need to let go of? Right? So I'm, I've talked to some women um, or what I've learned a pattern with some women whose dads were abusive in the household. Abusive to them or to their mom. They don't like conflict. So when conflict pops off at work, leadership is conflict. Oh, 100%. When conflict pops off, they're gone. They're, they turn into this orange couch. They, they melt into the wallpaper because mm -hmm. they don't want to be a part of it because if something's popping off in the house, they learn how to hide because you don't want to be the victim. You don't want to be your dad's next victim. So they learn how to run away and play small or disappear or vanish or if their mom had mental health issues growing up, they learn how to walk on eggshells and walk very quiet in conflict. Now you're in a leadership position. Conflict pops off. You're gone. Yeah. Poof. And then you complain that they're talking over you. No, you're not in the room. They don't know they're doing it. And I'd be like, you know you're not in the room, right? They'd be like, right. Wow. So once you become aware of that, now let's insert new action to create new result. So we have to figure out, and, and um, my, my concept, I'm getting trademarked, by the way. <laughs> what's your default response to trauma? So what's your trauma default? What's your default response to trauma? What's your default response to somebody telling you that you're not smart, right? If somebody grew up with parents who told them that they weren't smart, and if you tell a woman that she's not smart, she will attack you or she'll play small or she'll start crying or something's going to happen. Whatever her default is. Whatever her default. So that's her default response. We have to figure out what are your triggers? There's so much magic in triggers because whatever is triggering you today was something that happened back in the past. We need to go back and figure out what that is, solve it, now this current issue goes away. So you're no longer in meetings arguing with your boss or, you know, your coworkers who didn't think that you were smart. And it's not about them. It's about when you were five, like your cousin said something or your uncle mm -hmm. said something. That's what you're reacting to. Once we solve for that, now if somebody challenges your intellect, eh. You really got this down to a science. That's so good. It's fun. <laughs> Why do you choose women though? Like no men? You don't help me? Um, you know, I've got more men promoted than women. Oh, so you do work with men? I don't at the moment. God said work with women. 
Uh, I'm hard-headed. It, so what do you mean you got more men promoted than women? So I've been in a game for 20-something years, right? So I was in the military. So yeah. I'm a coach. I'm naturally a coach by gotcha. nature. So mm-hmm. in the military, I mentored a lot of, a lot of, actually a lot of people, white and black, but a lot of the black officers. So some of the senior black officers today, I mentored them directly. Got it. It takes years to grow a senior black officer. 13 years ago, I created a mentorship program because we kept complaining that black officers weren't getting promoted to the very senior levels at the same rate of our white counterparts. So I created a mentorship network to be able to connect them and do certain things. It was a lot of work. Did you read? The, did you reach the senior? You reached it? I resigned before that. Resigned. But I passed the baton and there were more women who were there than ever. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so my mentees are there even if I didn't. Mm. But you don't work with women right now. I mean, men right now. I don't. You know, it's, uh, what was it? I worked with men for a while, right? And then uh, God said work with women. I was like... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I ain't trying to do that. I don't want to work with women. I don't like women. <laughs> right? Because I'm I'm accustomed to being in a white male-dominated work environment. I've gotten men promoted. That's easy for me. The office yeah. politics, oh, it's amazing. Go work with women who are just like you. I was like this. I'm not trying to do that. So sometimes destiny and purpose is really about the problem that you solve for. People aren't talking to women. Women, high-achieving women, um, successful women are dying, committing suicide because they don't see a way out. I'm now the person who can come and tell my story without sounding weak because yeah. I ain't no punk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be able to say, look, you need to stop and take care of yourself. One, you'll, you'll become whole, you'll become happy, but then let's get to the next level in the money. So part of me being disobedient, I didn't want to tell my story because I said it was about me. Mm. And I didn't want to talk about my fall down, my breakdown, my challenges. I just wanted to talk about the good stuff. God was like, no, come over here. And so when I didn't do it for three years, I didn't make any money. Wow. I mean, like no money. I mean, wow. like my money would touch. Boop, and then it would go back over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but once I put women's leadership success coach in front of my name, the next day I got like a $5,000 keynote. Mm. A year and a half later, I took it off. And then for three months, I didn't have no new money. All the money that I was getting over those months mm-hmm. were for like existing stuff. And I was like, what did I do? Like, what are the, what are the money? Um, and I said, oh, I removed women's. The next day I did it again. Boom. Women's 10,000. Wow. So Mike Murdoch talks about, uh, he said, sometimes God will use provision as a motivation to get into alignment with the law of obedience. Mm. Mm. Say it one more time. I needed to... <laughs> I wanted to sink in. Sometimes God will use provision mm-hmm. as a motivator to get into alignment with the law of obedience. Explain the provision part. Money. Provision. Some people work for a check. People who are with purpose work for provision. You do what you love and you do your passion and the money chase you. Mm. We don't chase money. Money chases you down once you're operating in the gifting and the thing that you were called to do. And the more you do it and the more you love it, the more the money flows. Right. Give me your breaking point. Is there a point, do do you remember like your lowest point, your rock bottom moment? Because there's somebody here which they feel like they're, uh, they've hit rock bottom. Yeah. Heck do you do about that? Like, do you remember is that it, moment for you it, or one of the moments? Is it rock bottom mentally or financially? You've had both. Oh. Yes. Give me mentally first. You know, I, I remember... Or emotionally. It's, I've had a lot, but I would say the bottom fell out. I would say my light bulb came on and then the bottom fell out because this is what happens. 
So I was, you know, at a at a conference, right, talking because that's what I do. Um, because I'm well decorated, Chris Rutherford. Mm. And I remember this uh this guy who was one level above me accused me of wearing my uniform to show off my medals. Right? Which I was. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he said I'm, it to you or he said it in my face. Gotcha. So the first day we're in class, because I worked on Capitol Hill with uh, uh, the late, great Elijah Cummings, as the investigative committee of my service, which is insane because right. you pull back the curtain of odds and you see why we have all these problems. So I did that for three years. So now I, I, I'm at a conference with all my peers and they were blaming Congress for this. And I'm like, no, that's us. you know. And they were blaming this for whatever. And I was like, no, because I've seen behind the curtain. Is this? And they were kept looking around like, who is this chick? Because I'm the mm. only sister in the room, mm. right? And I'm brilliant. And I'm decorated. Actually, they ain't seen that part yet. They just saw my rank. So the next day, I wore the uniform to show them exactly who I was. Oh, so it was like a two-day thing. You went one day, it's Christy. Then the next day, you wore I, your rank. I came to show them. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> right? <laughs> And he accused me of wearing my uniform to show off my medals, which I did. Yeah. To show you who you talking to because you don't respect me. But I was looking for their respect and validation because I didn't respect and validate myself. Mm. That's the problem. Is and there is something wrong with that? Wearing your... No. Eight other people had the same uniform on. Yeah. Right? But when he said that, it made me stop to realize... My God, he's right. And mm. now I'm like, oh my God. I thought that when you told me I didn't belong in my face at boot camp and officer school, I wouldn't make it. I thought that if I worked 80 hours a week, got four degrees, you know, burned through my childbearing years and did all these things and became five times better, that you would accept me. And now you're saying, you stop saying you don't belong. Now you say, who do you think you are? Mm. So you never gave me my gold star. And then I'm like, but he's never going to give it to me. That's not his job. I had to sit down. Like my head was swirling of, I have blown 16 years of my life chasing validation from people that were never responsible for giving it to me anyway. That mm. was my job. Yeah. I lost sight of that. And that's what a lot of women are doing in the workplace. Wow. So that was the beginning of the unraveling to me resigning. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So financially, your worst. Ooh. And what happened? Um, so I, when I left, <laughs> first of all, it makes for a much better story, though. Does that make sense? Yeah. With three and a half years left to retire with a full pension. I would have retired in 2016. Um, I left. Uh, it took about a year <clears throat> for me to crack up. Because mm. I was still chasing money. I wasn't dealing with my mindset and I always tell women, do not leave your good job for entrepreneurship because I have 2% brain capacity. Entrepreneurship requires 120%. Oh, for sure. So I didn't know. It's almost like being an empty Coke can. I'm going to go be an entrepreneur. The brick was like, smash! Does that make sense? <laughs> Because I never focused on myself first. I'm a winner. I'm going to kill it. I'm not acknowledging that I'm empty. Um, so I moved in with my brother for three and a half years. God said, you're going to be rich. I said, great. It's going to take me two weeks. Mm. And once I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get rich selling coffee in two weeks, right? right. Um, Napoleon Hill has a quote where he says, if I had the courage to look in the mirror and see myself as I truly am, mm -hmm. Then I will find out what is wrong with me and fix it as opposed to building alibis to cover my misfortunes. Mm -hmm. If I had the courage to look in the mirror and see myself as I truly am, not who I'm pretending to be, mm -hmm. not who I'm flossing, it takes courage to look in the mirror and be like this. You know you're crazy, right? You know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? So I ended up moving in with my brother. It took three and a half years for me to get my brain. I mean, when I say it took a year, I slept for a year. Um because I didn't realize how much damage I had done to myself mentally by mm. chasing the achievements and the validation of other people and lost it for myself. Wow. So I created this situation. It wasn't them. And that's a whole series of events that happened before I left, but it was me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I'm in my brother's house, no money. 
Yeah, you know, I used to be bougie. I was mm -hmm. a six-figure earner, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm Christy Rutherford. I'm the great Christy Rutherford officer. I had no money for three and a half years. Like, if you launched a book on Amazon for 99 cents, I would try to get it to support you. Amazon would be like this. Yeah, you ain't got that. <laughs> it was bad. It was no money. But the business, and I launched a business. I'm working 16 hours a day, like, mm -hmm. to get out of my brother's house because I have all these ideas and it's great. But my job during that time was to heal so I can be a beacon of light to women to be like, I know where you are. Yeah. I know what crazy looks like. I look to her in the mirror every day. Mm -hmm. I know what you about to burn out sounds like because I burned out. Mm -hmm. I know what you being on the ledge. I, I tell women, you know, you about two weeks from a stroke. Because mm -hmm. I'm lucky I didn't die. Does that make sense? Like, sure. I'll tell women, you know, you about, you got about a month before you have a nervous breakdown. Something's going to happen to you in three weeks. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and because I can hear the alarm ringing and I right. can feel the energy because I did it. Mm. Um, so I would say financially, that was the worst gotcha. part. You, um, you take on the burden. Like your job is for people to come with their problems. Yep. You listen to them. You bear them. And you help. Which I would imagine is one somewhat destructive to you mm -hmm. and two can maybe get heavy mm -hmm. no so it's two parts right one is my mission mm -hmm. I do work with some energy healers keep energy clean okay. um, but when I listen like some people absorb the problems of other people I'm gathering data to try to figure out so my career I was a pollution incident responder Right, the person who managed the people mm -hmm. go out. So if a um, ship runs into a bridge and then oil starts coming out, which happens all the time, mm -hmm. oil starts coming out, people are on the um, beach trying to save the ducks. Right. Other people are worried about the water. Other people mm -hmm. are worried about the marshlands. We're trying to figure out what's the source of the oil. One of the jobs that I had was when the ship hit the bridge, I now have to take all the details out. Where is it? Right. Uh, what is the capacity for it? Where are y'all going? Who's on board? What are the, you know, the the environmentally sensitive areas? Do you have ducks in the land? What are the beaches that are nearby? Blah, blah, blah. So I would take a hundred details all out. Then I have to bring it down into a collapsible picture. Now I have to create a three minute brief to now call my bosses and say, hey, this, this is the scenario in a three minute snapshot. Oh, wow. So when I listen to women talk about their lives, I'm doing the same thing. I'm listening to the 100 details of, oh, your childhood, okay, your dad did this, your mama said this, they mama said this. Does that make sense? Mm. And then this happened, okay, and then this happened in your job. So all I'm doing is I'm taking all that information and I'm collapsing it. And then a three-minute snapshot, and now I'm going to read it back to you. I'll be like this, is this your problem? And they'd be like, my God! <laughs> I didn't know I was doing that. And I'd be like, but now do you want to fix it? Because the money is on the other side of this. Yeah. Mm. So it doesn't get heavy. It doesn't. I and I said because yeah. I coached man, and um, I did one on one coaching. People bring you all their problems, yeah, and then you leave the call thinking like, goodness gracious, this is. You start. You keep thinking about them and the yeah. person. Obviously, you want to help them, but it's like it doesn't get heavy sometimes. I would say it used to, um, but I have coaches too. We got you. So I have a team. So I've scaled. But we also do some energy work, but I don't carry their burdens. Um, I'm trying to solve the problem. I'm not just listening to absorb. Gotcha. I'm taking all the data and then I'm going to be like, is this it? Yeah. And a lot of the women that I work with, they want to change. Some people don't want to change. Yeah. You know, some people don't want to be greater. Some women don't want to be better than where they are right now. Mm. Those are not my clients. So when you, I work with high achieving women, one, because I love it. Two, because once you sh you turn that light bulb on, oh, it's game over. Right. They have invisible barriers that are holding them back. They have invisible walls that they keep running into. Once you illuminate the wall, they've already proven that they're going to run through walls if yeah. you just show them what it is. They just don't know what's holding them back. They don't know that they're disappearing in the room. They don't know that, you know, they're getting triggered and they're getting nasty with people because somebody questioned their intellect because it was done back in the day. Once you saw, once you show them that, they'll take action. 
Wow. 80% of them do. One more question I have to ask. First off, let me do a commercial real quick because okay. I got to pay some bills. I'm going to come back, ask a question. Then you're going to close this out with something strong. Okay. okay. All right, cool. So this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day. Entrepreneurs are, um, are without community for the most part. And what we do is we provide community. You will jump on a Zoom call every day with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of entrepreneurs. Am I lying? Mm-hmm. Hundreds of entrepreneurs ever since you spoke. Yeah, it's like 600 there. people on the line. It's real. We be up every day, Monday through Friday, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, um, yes, go to themorningmeetup.com and join our community and send me a text message, 404-737-4935. 404-737-4935. Send me a text message. I'd love to talk to you. Last question. Hmm. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Because I want to be able to look at this video five years from today and say, Christy told me that five years ago she'd be doing this. And look, she's doing it. Yeah. I mean, I know what it is. Talk to me. I don't know if y'all ready. We ready. So, uh, global stages, right? Stadiums, talking to women. Sort of like what, what, you know, Joyce Meyer can be in an arena with 80,000 women talking about what she does. Mm. So, you know, doing that. Um, having 20 coaches on my team. Uh, five, I actually wrote the five-year vision now. So my goal is to build uh, a school in my hometown because that's the only way I can guarantee my family makes it out. I have mm. to own a school. So they're not talked to sideways. I want to own three uh, in, in my town and then the neighboring cities. An international learning and development center um, where kids can go to college online. They'll have guidance counselors there and then they'll be able to learn uh, how to code, Forex, trade, work on um, the solar panels if you want to do some welding or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I want to own three of those. That's my goal to get rich. Oh. And then I want to build 20 in the next 20 years. That's dope. Right? Um, but we've, instead of doing, my goal is to do $1 billion in raises for 10,000 women by 2025. Jeez. But my real goal is, okay, my my women actually got $2 billion in raises. Mm. So that's a part of the vision statement that I write down. Um, 20 coaches. We coach all these women. We make all this money. I write a $20 million check to South Carolina State, $20 million mm. check to the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and a $20 million check to the, I believe, Foundation, David M. Mm-hmm. Um, So, yeah. So the goal is to to be able to do the work that I love be passionate about. I have a jet. I have four houses, mm. eight cars. Come on. A TV show. Yes, sir. I love it. Let okay. Five <laughs> years. The clock has started. So five years. Yeah, 2026. 2026. That's by 2026. I wrote All that right. last year. Mm. Done. It's done. Scale of one to five. Five, I 100 percent believe it. Number one, it could happen. No, it's a five. All day. I can see it. I love that. I love that for you. Yeah. Listen, man, make sure you follow Christy Rutherford, okay? Whatever, Instagram. Well, first off, um, I want to say thank you because I think there's a lot of women that got set free today. Yes. You know, it's been an hour. That went by fast. And like just, and, and I'm just so engulfed in how do me, obviously you were talking more women, but like, I'm like, yo, there are some things that are keeping me from the next level. Not because the next level isn't there. Not because I don't have the ability to get there. Mm-hmm. But there are some things about my character. Mm-hmm. There's some things about my mindset and my lifestyle that needs to change for me to get there. We're rolling out a men's program as well. Okay. Well, I mean, so the men, that's the evolution of the program. I had to get this one solid first. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're rolling out a men's program as well. Right. And then I do work with small business owners. Gotcha. So I got one of my clients, $125,000 in um, six weeks Dang. in her small business. You know what you're doing, huh? I love it. I love <laughs> it. Chris, thank you so much. Now, please let everybody know how to find you, how they can uh, work with you, and, um, and just close this out with a word of wisdom. Yep. Uh, you can get my free case study at changenowwithchristy.com or you can text... 
meetup or you want to mm. do the David Shands? Which one? Social or, proof. Social proof. Mm. You can text social proof to 66866. And then you can get my free case study. I also have a private community, Total Fulfillment with Christy, tfwchristy.com. Um, yeah. And then close us out with a word. Take us home. Put a whole bow in this conversation. You know, I always tell women, you know, you don't have to look for love. You are love. You don't have to look for peace. You are peace. You don't have to look for joy. You are joy. You don't have to look for happiness or wholeness. You already have these things. The goal is just to figure out where did you leave them? How did you forget? Because once you remember who you are, once you remember that you're a queen and you put your crown back on, you'll be a queen bee and stop being a worker bee so you can live the life that you truly desire. There it is. Can't close out no better than that. Listen, follow Christy right now, okay? Then go to... Uh, her website. There'll probably be some links below. You can click and uh, rock with her, okay? And go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something, but then come back to your community and teach them how you did it. All right? We are out of here. Peace. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. Let's go. The, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com.